Welcome to the Amur Mudo Discovery. You're here because you care about change. You know change is imminent. Change is the only constant factor in life. And change is something we can get good at. Lots of change is happening in the world right now. Plenty of it long overdue. And I'm proud. I'm proud of how people are rising up and standing up for something that I have had plenty of experience with in my own life, which is racial profiling, um, discrimination. Not light matters. Definitely matters that do not affect all of us. And kind of definition of unfair right there. Today, I'll be talking about the energy management compass. The past few weeks, I've spent the episodes on describing parts of the energy management compass curriculum. And today, this episode, I got a couple of requests, people being confused. This episode will bring it all together. Today, I'll be explaining the holistic view of the energy management compass to you and sharing the winners of the three coaching sessions. We had a couple of responders and I was really happy to pick two people that are going to receive in total each three coaching sessions, a month's worth 600 euros. So stay tuned to find out if you're the winner. Um, get cracking right away. Why the energy management compass? In my opinion, the most valuable tool I've ever encountered, not just because I developed it myself, but also because something that I was unaware of until I was confronted with the importance of it. A little bit of basic math right here. In life, you're being told to uh, basically go to school, get a degree, find a job, earn a living, pay your bills. Um, so you're taught to focus and learn if you're uh, privileged to go to an uh, expensive school to manage time and manage money. First of all, time is not money. You are trading in time, something that you will not get back for money. This is labor. This is basically it. You're, you're trading in your, your sweat, sometimes your blood, sometimes your tears, but most important of all, your time in exchange for money. But these things are not equal. Money comes and goes. Time only goes. And the interesting about the math that we're doing right here is that time also does not equal to energy. Anybody who's ever been sick, had a hangover, or just experienced the poor, poor night of sleep because your kids were keeping you up all night, you know that if you're low on energy... You cannot do much with your time. It's not the same quality. It's the same amount. A minute is a minute. An hour is an hour. But if you're low on energy, the value of that time is less. Why am I telling you this? I myself, I broke my neck almost eight years ago. And you can read about that story in my book. It's coming up. But... Um, Basically, I denied the whole fact that my body did not have the same 
capabilities, nor the energy, nor the recovery uh, possibilities as it had before. It took a big, big beating. I broke the fifth vertebrae in my body and uh, still the wheelchair in the back showing the result. Um, so I kept pushing myself. I kept pushing myself, mostly focusing on performance, focusing on that I have to exchange time for money and uh, everything is taking me more time. And what was I doing? I was depleting myself completely. Like I have a lot of physical pain. So as I like to describe at a certain point about two, three years ago, I realized, hey, I really have a hole in the bucket. My body is draining me mentally. Just being in pain, not being able to get a good night's of sleep. It's making me run low all the time. And it's confronting me with, the, me with the fact that I cannot get as much out of a day as I would like to because I'm not reloaded. This brought me and the whole spiritual journey towards the realization that your consciousness, the things that you are aware of, whether you can look at the glass half full or half empty, it has to do with your attention. And... As they say, where attention goes, energy flows. In my experience, the concept of energy equals attention, equals your consciousness. And this is why I designed the energy management compass for myself initially and turned it into a curriculum for all of you who are interested in sustainable, high performance, recovering from a burnout, um, finding energy to move towards a change that is important to you, recovering from any type of trauma that is draining you in a daily basis. It can be emotional, physical, mental trauma. And basically, if I would make life into a game, I myself have seen this little video of Mario falling, breaking his neck, and then continuing the game in a wheelchair. That's me right now. Um, life consists out of phases. Some people like to uh, connect what phase in life you're in to the age that you're at. I don't think age is more than a number. I think life consists, if you're really able to zoom out, out of phases. Ray Dalio, a really inspiring investor, he describes it at the first phase of life is the phase that you are learning. The second phase in life is the one that you are earning, but you're depending on others. And then the last phase in life is that others are depending on you. And he is transcending that into making people uh, stand on their own feet. Um, this is really zoomed out. You could also bring it down to the skill that a life phase can consist out of studying something new moving to a new country, finding a girlfriend or a boyfriend, settling down, getting separated, raising your kids, focusing on your careers, learning a new language, learning a new instrument, playing a game. Everybody's life consists out of phases. If you zoom out, that's what life's about. When we're zooming in again, it's really interesting to be aware of what phase in life we're at. Are you going through a very stressful period in life? Do you have a very demanding job? Or is everything laid back and relaxed? 
just to be aware of what the phase in life you're in looks like and to maybe wonder and ponder what phase in life you would like to be in it's a really interesting perspective on navigating life and this is where change something i really love and believe in and you probably also because you're listening to me right now comes into play because to be able to change you need energy it requires energy whether you're bending your arm flexing it whether you're running everything that is not stagnant it is in motion it requires energy if you yourself want to change your behavior you want to change your patterns you want to change your habits you want to change the way you're thinking you need energy for that because you're going to encounter um, struggles obstacles barriers and you have to overcome these where do you find the strength to overcome these obstacles another example whether you want it or not life will be changing it's the only constant look around you right now corona hit us like a blockbuster it shut down the whole world right now people are revolting because of racism which has been hitting people so many years you know how much energy it takes to deal with racial profiling to bite your tongue to uh accept the fact that you gotta run an extra mile to get to the same place as a person with a different skin tone this kind of stuff is really draining it's really upsetting it takes you to an angry and a sad place where do you find the energy to get back up from things like that like really institutionalized unfairness I discovered this for myself, first of all, being a foreigner, and then in the second phase of my life, uh, ending up in a wheelchair. I really need to be aware of the things that give me energy. And this is flat out simple said, the basic of the energy management compass, the curriculum and the tool. If you would design it for yourself, it would be a quick overview of the spiritual mental, emotional, physical, social, and environmental activities, environments, places, people that feed you energetically and give you emotional, rational energy. For your body, it's simple. You know you need to work out, trigger your body. You need to give it good nutrients, hydrate, breathe, and sleep. These things will keep your body super sturdy, like anti-fragile. It can last for many years and keep up with your demands of life. But how do you do that with your head? How do you do that with your heart? How do you do that with your gut feeling? How do you trigger it? What's a good exercise for your brain? And I think if I reflect on life... Most of us, in the way society is designed, uh, work, participating in corporate or as a business owner, these are the things that require you to invest energy, okay? But where do you get your energy? So when you're spending energy, that's okay. That's what it's for. It's about in and outflow. 
But where do you get it from? The past previous podcast that started with the basic simple one. Um, empower your vulnerabilities. Know what things cost you energy. Know when you hit the 30% mark, that you're still doing okay, but you're getting tired mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, whatever it is. And know what activities, environments uh, reload you. They'll make, create the awareness for you how to reload. And it gets difficult because allowing yourself to recover has to do with allowing yourself to receive love from yourself. How do you do that unconditionally? What are the characteristics of your internal language of love? And what are the fear-based signals that all of us have inside of us that prevent us from enjoying that rest, from enjoying that moment that we're taking a breather, from doing it when we need it instead of when we think we deserve it? And when we finally allow ourselves to do it, to not beat ourselves on the head with a stick when we're doing that. The next step of the process is to realize how you can overcome shame and guilt. It's, it's really hard to find out what the lies are that we tell ourselves. What are the things that we feel guilty about and what are the things we wish we're ashamed of? Um, being true to yourself and taking away shame really allows you to live life according to your personal truth. So each of us have an inner hero, the voice, the person that stands up in the face of injustice. It's strong. It does not care about judgment. It overcomes these things. It does what is right according to our values. Knowing what this voice sounds like, knowing where it's rooted, what the values are that keep it installed, and imagining a life being that hero, hero because you are that hero. It's nobody else. It's inside of you. But allowing yourself to live free of that, overcoming shame and guilt, that's a really important step in in being able to um, implement the energy management compass. Last step of the way, it's the last part which brings it all together, is to live intuitively authentic. That hero, that voice inside of you, this allows you to tap into your intuition, access flow, approach any situation with openness, connect to everything and every time, everyone. Not only not care about being judged, also judge nobody, judge nothing. That you just know that everything is fine the way it is and you see yourself in everybody and you're able to move out of love. This ancient wisdom is inside all of us. And basically the energy management compass is integrated in the human design. If you would be a creature that was not programmed by modern society, you would feel thirst, hunger, tiredness, 
and you would navigate life out of curiosity and creativity. We are social beings, so we care about connecting to others. We are inventing the beings. We will discover and share our ideas and inventions with each other. Concepts like competition, fearing, fear of missing out, all these things take place in the realm of egos. Your energy management compass transcends that. It's something that is intrinsically tied to your DNA and the way you were raised. And if you know how to recover, and if you allow yourself to enjoy the benefits of intermittent recovery, then you'll be able to outperform anybody. You'll be the best of the class, the best of staff, the 30 under 30, 20 under 20, 40 out of 40, whatever goal you set for yourself, you'll be able to achieve it sustainably with a smile on your face, without burning yourself out, without losing your marriage or your girlfriend, because you are aware of how your energy household is doing. You're aware of that with a higher level of energy, your productivity is higher. So you'll be spending the same 24 hours every day like everybody else. But instead of gasping away or slurping a jar of coffee and Red Bull, you'll be like, ah, nothing really is coming out right now. Let me go for a walk, enjoy some nature, pet some dogs, laugh with my friends, sing along to a song, draw a little bit, whatever it is for you. In that moment, whatever is accessible in your environment, grab that, hold it, enjoy the play, disengage from production, but engage with your senses. Feel yourself recover before you deplete yourself. And then step back in and knock it out of the park. This is what I'm doing. If you want to see results i broke my neck i'm handicapped i'm just my left hand this thing is keeping me running my right hand doesn't work i'm publishing a book i have this podcast i coach people i teach yoga nidra i developed a curriculum and i have a beautiful girlfriend and we live a beautiful life people doctors specialists they told me my life would look like basically care around the clock which I needed before I had this tool. And imagine how far you can take it if you implement this tool in your own life. I think the best uh, way to emphasize the value of this tool, um, I was having a coaching session today with uh, Elisa, one of my uh, fellow coaches in IPEC. Shout out to you, Elisa. It was a great session. And... See, I'm sharing this with you. I developed it. I'm teaching it, but I'm also learning as we go. I'm going to be real honest with you. I myself, the biggest enemy I have sitting right here speaking to you, um, I have a very poor relationship with rest. I used to find it uh, disgraceful. For me, it's like tapping out in the ring. I would say I'll sleep when I'm dead. I would work around the clock, skip nights, work graveyard shifts, be proud of 
only sleeping five hours a day. And still to this day, I'm humbled by how deep these patterns are engraved in me. Uh, for me, realizing that I'm running low on energy and then making this decision to be like, okay, now I need to reload for a bit. It feels like admitting defeat. Slowing down is something that I had a lot of negative annotations with because I see it all around me. It's a 24-hour economy. Globalization is happening. The internet is fast. All around the world, there are people that are hungry. If you want it, you got to go get it quickly. It stresses me out. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm trying to get my business off the ground, trying to scale what I'm doing. I have all these goals and things that I'm trying to achieve. And then I reach a moment that I'm low on energy. I got to take a break. I know that. It's rational. Of course, I got to do it. This is what I'm sharing with other people as well. And then I'm sitting there reading, playing a game, daydreaming, listening to music. And I'm beating myself up about it. I dislike myself for slowing down. And today's coaching session was all about that. My, um, how do you say it, uh, definition of rest, my associations with resting, uh, taking a break, were all negative. Just like I explained it to you. It was like, that's something for the, for the weak ones. But I've done it to the point of crashing and burning out. So I know it's not sustainable. You gotta rest. Still, it didn't sit right with me. And that's the fear inside of me that can be alive inside of you as well. That you're afraid that you won't get back up on time. Or that you're afraid that you will drown in the tiredness. That you're afraid to surrender to life, basically. And I'm really happy that I was able to uh, create some mantras for myself that I'll gladly share with you today. Which have to do with um, do not underappreciate the rebound. If you like basketball, you know it gets exciting when the ball bounces off the hoop. People are jumping up and down in the air. The rebound is something that's still a goal. It's going to happen. That image really triggered me because if you're going to get upset that you shot the ball and it didn't hit the first time, then you're not going to grab the rebound. To be able to grab the rebound, you need to be able to let go of the shot, relax, take a breath, be instinctive in that moment, and jump back in. So that's the value of the rebound. Today's session, that was amazing. Like, I was talking about slowing down, and it finally came to me in an image, and I'm getting one as a back screen uh, backdrop for my computer right now. I don't know if you've ever been off-road driving in a car, but if you uh, get on the dirt, get in the mud, get on the sand, probability of getting stuck exists. It's a real thing that you reach a muddy part that you cannot get grip. I found it a beautiful metaphor for the work that I'm doing as an entrepreneur that I'm trying to go through these paths that do not exist 
and sometimes I'm gaining traction and sometimes I feel like I'm standing still, the engine is choking. And then the image came to me of the, the driver's cabin. One guy sitting on the right, he's stressing out. He's like, floor it, floor it. But the guy behind the wheel who's an experienced driver, he knows. If you throttle too hard when you're stuck in the mud, you're going to get stuck. You need the slow gears to get yourself out of the mud. And that that image really resonated with me because if you're driving and you have momentum, that's fine. But when you hit the bumps and the gravel and the soft sand and the mud, the car will slow down. And as the car slow down and you want to keep on moving, you got to shift down slow gears. And this is basically what the energy management compass teaches you how to shift gears and what gears do you even have? I myself, I thought I can only go 160, but actually if you want to get out of the mud, you need to have, first of all, big wheels, low air pressure, good traction, preferably four wheel drive. You need to wiggle your steer left and right all the time. And you need to keep it in the low gear, low revs, allow the wheels to gain traction. This, this concept of, of allowing yourself the low gears is really the cornerstone of embracing the value of slowing down. If you want to integrate the benefits of intermittent recovery, you'll allow yourself to shift gears during the day. You will not wait for the weekend. You will not wait for the evening. During the day, you will shift gears. Blast on your computer, behind the desk, whatever your work is, hour, 30 minutes, whatever it is, you're like, ha, huh. and now I'm going to do something that's completely unrelated to productivity. I'm going to do something that winds me up, that gives me energy. What's the weather like? Who's around? What's available to me and what do I like? Boom. Let me do that. Let me allow myself to do that. You get the most out of rest if you uh, know how and where you reload best. And harvesting energy, it's such an intrinsic skill of human design. This is how we've survived. This is how we are resilient. This is why we are anti-fragile. Not just our body, but our mind and our hearts too. And to be aware of that, to acquire that knowledge, this basically... Uh, instruction manual for you like how do you work best such a valuable thing so i really invite you to listen to the past previous four podcasts and this was in the spirit of mental health awareness month kindness i'm just throwing the value out there this is a curriculum that i facilitate in group form where I take you through the exercises, we share our results, and we integrate it in our lives. Because knowing something is the first step. Practicing it, second, and turning it into a habit is lifelong work. Um, also, in the spirit of Mental Health Awareness Month, 
I promised to uh, select two people who would tag me and share their biggest takeaway of the podcast. And I'm really happy to give away three coaching sessions to Arlene Schneider. Arlene and I haven't met. She checked the podcast, immediately did it. She checked it during her workout. Such a great shout to you, Arlene. She already shared that she was doubting some decision. And the podcast triggered her to send the message to the person that it was concerning. And uh, big coincidence or not, she was thinking the same. They resonated and all is good. So congratulations, Arlene. I'll be contacting you. Second winner, um, Sander Schelling. My physiotherapist from when I was living in Curacao writing my book. I saw Sander like four times a week. And uh, he reached out to me that he was having a tough time in Curacao right now. The lockdown has made it a very grim situation in Curaçao because of how dependent the country is of tourism, which is completely locked down. And of course, the anti-racist movements are also almost like a drop that can make the bucket overflow. Uh, I felt like Sonder was really in need of the coaching and he dropped the post promoted the podcast and i want to thank him and congratulate him and i look forward to shifting what he was saying having a a crampy feeling in his stomach and just like fear about the tension that's going on in the country to shift that into something that's more uh, beneficial to him his wife and his little daughter Sander will be speaking soon. I'll be reaching out to you. Just to wrap up today's episode, ask yourself, how do you manage your energy? What tool, what skill set, what knowledge, what awareness do you have about how you reload? When to reload? Do you allow yourself to reload? What is the voice in your head that is stopping you from reloading? What would life like look like? What would life look like if you weren't ashamed or felt guilty about when you need to reload? And then that voice deep inside of you, your intuition. What if you could use that as a broadcast to be your authentic self? This is the curriculum. It's out there. I'd love, I'd love you to give me feedback on what you think of it what it would add or what's missing and hopefully see you sign up for the curriculum as we're launching in let's see it's june now july i'll be prepping the website and august this year ladies and gentlemen august this year you'll be able to participate in the first online energy management compass uh, curriculum i've done it offline at our yoga studio in yogoi and i'm really happy to do it online with you Thank you for tuning in, share, like, and comment, and speak to you next week. Amor out.